KDK Radio News Time 706 on my Facebook page in response to all I raised at the beginning of the show about AI and religion. Jerry writes, if it gets to that point, people could make the effort to get out the book of worship uh, for their faith and read that. David says, look at you, Chris. You are the bomb, laughing out loud. Oh, yeah, I'm blowing everything up. Jaquel says, AI, keyword artificial. I don't know, intelligence might, <laughs> might be questionable, too. Uh, she says, I know there is an intelligent God that is very real, and I would never put another God before him. Uh, other people have in the past. Read the Bible, Jaquel, you'll know that. Tim writes, as opposed to the gods people normally worship, at least there's, there is evidence this one exists in one form or another. Or another, okay. Karen says, I think this should be all stopped. Only one God in heaven, okay. Let's go back to the phones and we'll go to Ron in California. Ron, you're on KDK. Yes, sir. It's an interesting program. Thank you. I, uh, I thought for a moment there that uh, energy was the cause of all substance, but that's another subject I'm focused myself on. It's East Palestine oh, you gonna, and you the gonna, different... You're going you to yeah. mix uh, science with God now, huh? Yeah, well, I'm going to say that everything is energy and therefore energy that these uh, government officials have come out with, what's safe and what isn't safe, and knowing full well <clears throat> that when they took a couple of tests, they came up with some answers, they found in East Palestine 700 parts per trillion... And the government level for cleanup, which is from the military bases, goes back to 100, uh, 1,000 parts per, per trillion, PPT. In California, where I'm at right now, it takes 50 parts per trillion for California to clean it up. What's going on in East Palestine with the with government representatives, EPA, saying it's safe? And, uh, and where they're bringing the toxins out of state I would hope that that state understands that those toxins are so highly contaminated, they should be in a class one toxic waste landfill, meaning lined and covered to the degree that there's no escape. I don't think that shipping that stuff off to a landfill, not a toxic waste site, is even acceptable at any level. But what's going on there is a great classic example of not government inadequacy, but basically fraudulent movement, criminal to me for as far as affecting the society there. The poor people in that you, area being You think being anybody told. with Norfolk and Southern will ever be punished? Oh, no, I don't think so at all. I think mm. I think that we have a revolving door called the bankruptcy output and the return to business. Uh, I, I don't think punishment is the right word. I think they may be, have be financially affected. But in the end, you know, they, they'll use the courts to maneuver themselves, just like the other people in politics, just like those people now that are difficult to sue in government and, and uh, on an individual basis. So they'll perform, as we've known in politics, uh, to simply lie and, you know, invent positions. I'm concerned about the people there. I, I think we have a decades-long history on what's taking place in East Palestine to be able to really get at what is an in industry umbrella of basically untruths as far as contaminating the public and sickness. 
that's that's a concern I think they'll have years. I hope that we can get student projects across the country to start looking at what's in products, what's in these kind of catastrophes, what the government says and doesn't say, and put truth as a task out front. Ron, uh, there have been student projects that have done that in Cancer Alley in Louisiana, uh, near where mm-hmm. I went to school. And uh, the state legislature passed a law that prevented students at LSU's law school from helping the people out who were ready to sue these corporations that were killing them with their toxic gases. <clears throat> well, I, I found a lot of difficulties maybe 30 years ago that we don't have today if we use the internet properly and go get beyond the classroom if, if it's necessary or in the classroom if, if they can. But, you know, young people today, they, they've got the great opportunity. If they find purpose, I hope they find purpose and that seniors can find purpose with their free time to talk to radio programs like yours seniors and, and have get no, online. no free time. They're busy working at McDonald's trying to make ends meet. Well, Free time means that you can spend a half hour and a, a, a day or even a week if you have to, whatever minimal time to give more purpose to seniors that they can actually join youth in, in manifesting change. I think that's a tribute in itself. What's now, happening I, I would agree. I would agree. I just don't see it happening because uh, they're looking out for self self-preservation as they try to survive, as pension funds have been ripped off, not adequately funded, um, that there are a whole lot of seniors that are having some real problems. But go ahead. Well, I think I think there may be a few amongst them that can speak to those issues and help inspire others to get get on board. No matter how you speak to it, speak to it in your own community, speak to it on talk radio, speak to it where you can. You know, it doesn't take everything. Well, I agree. You're you. one of them, aren't you? In your eighties? Oh yes, sir. Well, it's okay. <laughs> You're a fine example. Okay. Well, that 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 is only evident in that something I believe in that I've been involved in for decades. All right, so well, I, uh, keep you know, doing I, the good I'd like work, to see okay? I appreciate that, sir, and you're doing good work as well. So let's 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 have that balance known. Oh, but a mutual I'm, admiration we, we some, society, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 we're dealing with is something that you got government representatives outright lying about what is safe and not when they fully well know what dioxins are about. When I saw that EPA lady, uh, Shaw, I believe her name is in Region 9, uh, she said, she said, oh, it's safe, it's a low level. You know darn well when you report a month after the effect that those dioxins being heavier in particulate have already gone to the ground and is inside of mothers. And they ought to test now that we should be testing mother's milk. That fatty tissue contains all sorts of evidence of contamination. That's where I would start and start to really stir up that community and those government officials and get back on their chairs and do a, do a proper job. All right. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye. 866-391-1020. We'll come back with more of your calls in just a moment. Time really flies when you're having fun. I enjoy these Sundays that I spend with you, talking about all the controversial but public important issues of the day. Uh, I started out a few hours ago about uh, talking about AI and religion, 
and uh, saying that this, I posted on my uh, Facebook page, this leaves us with the big question of what happens if the AI overpowers humans and becomes, uh, in a new sense, our new God. Judy says, we have prayer circles to stop crime. Crime is increasing. Twelve people killed in a house fire, most we believers, and attended church. Uh, a child is shot by a stray bullet while playing who can make it better and when. And then she sent along an article about the percentage of atheists in America by state. Uh, Joyce Ruth says, no one will know what is true and what is false. So glad that I'm on my way out and not on my way in. Take uh, Can't take much more of this craziness. Come on, Joyce Ruth, you can't take that kind of attitude. Uh, as Ron in California was saying, you got to fight the powers that be. And no matter how old you are, I'm not giving up. They're going to have to carry me out. Even if it's not on my own shield, they're going to carry me out. <laughs> I know for a fact I'm not quitting. Um, I can take all this craziness. I really can. Let's go back to the phones. David in San Francisco, you're on KDK. Oh, hi, Chris. Hey, uh, uh, let's see. I was kind of interested in another topic, but um, the um, when Ron was on talking about what was going on in um, in uh, East, East Palestine, Palestine. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of the La Leche League. Yes, yeah. I've interviewed members of the La Leche League all the time. They believe in mother's breast milk, and that's the best way to feed a child, not formula. Right, right. And so the whole idea of being able to... Um, uh, you get a, an honest broker, so to speak, of data. Uh, that might be the um, uh, the possibility for. Um, well, I don't know if the Le Leche League keeps that kind of data. I'm sure they've done investigations as to um, you know um, mother's milk and when it's contaminated, how that affects the baby. But who knows if they have any data on dioxins and and mother's milk? I don't know. Well, you know, they they go around various counties, and um, and they probably have to do like health department testing anyway. Uh, so I, it it's quite possible that you'd have an honest broker, so to speak, and and they would be interested in making sure that good breast milk is out there, not some tainted stuff. So uh, anyway, yeah. So the other thing I was going to discuss was um, you you were talking about. Uh, uh, it, it, there's the Trump violence that's pending, and the violence down there in Mississippi. You were you opened the show talking about that horrible murder down there. Well, no, I didn't. Um, um, someone, one of the first callers, uh, started talking about it. I don't well, okay. read the headline. Yeah, okay. Well, the the issue in in both Trump and down there in Mississippi is the company town. You know, that these boss man is going to tell everybody how to live and that they better obey and shut up. Otherwise, they end up, you know, chopped up and scattered around the county. So in the case of... Well, the I don't know if we know that for, for a fact right now. Uh, I've read two articles since it was brought up. Uh, and um, the mother claims that uh, he was miles from home. He went to the police station. Uh, she has some sort of recording. He must have had his phone running or something when he asked the police for protection. Um, he asked them for a ride to get uh, to his place, but it, they said it was out of their jurisdiction and that he couldn't stay there. Then he comes up missing uh, after making these charges that he's 
being pursued right. by these white men. So um, the, the, let's well, not jump to too many conclusions yet. Okay? Well, the reason I bring it up is, if you, you know, out here in San Francisco, I work with pollution issues. And Jackson, Mississippi was a big pollution issue just a month ago yes. uh, because they had the, uh, it was the hurricane that, or just high winds. And, well, it still is uh, a big issue. Sure. And so the, the first thing that the state legislature did in Mississippi was, was try to, to take over the town. Yeah, exactly. Company town, boss man tells everybody what to do. We're going to keep all the money and not pass it out to do the right thing. Everybody has got to suffer in, uh, in silence. Under so, the guise of we will help you out and greater police protection and all that sort of stuff. But they're taking away all their rights to self-govern. Yeah, so what I'm leading up to is is that I'm trying to get, um, you know, smoking out the bad guy, let's see, is what I'm looking at. And so um, smoking out Mr. Big. And so the, the whole idea of, uh, like right now, a lot of people are trapped in this crap economics of uh, they've had this stupid job that's underpaying them and boss man is telling them what to do. And this goes straight to the Trumpetistas uh, that they are. So right now, unemployment is so low that you could find yourself another boss man. And and uh, ditch uh, the guy that's trying trying to trap you into dirty deeds done dirt cheap. And in the case of uh, Donald Trump, and I mentioned this yesterday, Donald Trump with the Stormy Daniels case is a welfare cheat. He's trying to get the American taxpayers to pay that hundred and thirty thousand dollars for uh, his little uh, tryst. Yeah, he 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 wrote tried to write it off on his taxes. Is your point? Yes. Right. So in the case of. Um, uh, you know, the people that finally show up tomorrow, if they're dumb enough to drag ass across America to come to New York to try to protect him from going to jail, I would suggest, you know, and this kind of goes with the, uh, um, you know, honest police forces or somebody that's uh, under the, the control of Mr. Big, um, Part of the solution to uh, to dealing with honest police forces was to get psychologists out there and dealing with crazy people. So maybe uh, New York City has got a batch of these psychologists or maybe just some volunteer ones that would show up. And as soon as these MAGAs show up, they start getting them one-on-one -on -one and do a, like a little intervention. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fantastic, but I don't think it would happen, you know. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a meek inherent in the earth. I mean, this is really what needs to happen. And then, you know, as you, you do yeah, those people would live, If a psychologist came up to one of those nuts who's out there, uh, 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 still supporting this man, and I use that term generously because uh, I think anybody, given what you've laid out, would have to be nuts to support him. But it's their right to do so. If they can, uh, psychologists, you know, wouldn't have anything to say to them, they wouldn't have anything to listen to. Well, yes and no. You remember when I when no, we were no, talking no, about no this? yes, it's just no. Well, you remember yesterday when I raised the idea of, like, in, when ISIS started to fall apart, it was discovered that uh, that there was, like, an eight-year-old girl that was walking toward a police station, and she had a bomb strapped to her. And she had been tricked into believing that she had to do it because they were going to kill her mother if they didn't, if she didn't do it. And so there must be a lot of these MAGAs that are trapped in some similar way. 
you know, your your uncle Jim is going to die. Your great uncle, whatever. That They're is a fantastic suggestion, Dave, and I, I think oh, it's no, all, it's true. It's, it's how they've extorted people for years. Well, I'm sure it's been done to extort people for years, but I don't think that that's what the maggots do. They they are true believers that Trump has been robbed, and they want to support him. Uh, nobody, uh, I, I think, is uh, getting them to walk toward anybody with a bomb because their mother is going to be killed. They are true believers on their own. Well, I don't know. I, I As much as, you know, it's an inch-by-inch inch process, you know, and I, I've been working on this since 2015 before he even got elected. Slowly that, uh, I turn, step yeah. by step, inch by inch. Uh, it is a process, but not one that I think the MAGA Republicans are going to go through. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, but I really don't expect any violence. I think that they know quite well uh, the meaning of demonstration or protest as opposed to insurrection. All right, we've got to take this break right now. Renee, you're on KDK. All right, don't you just connect me again, because I know you don't want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> okay. Hello, dear. Listen, I want to, I want to talk to you about two things. Um, the first thing is... Are you on a speakerphone? Oh, can you hear me now? It's just a little echoey. Go ahead. All right. Okay, can you hear me now? I hear you, but it's just a little oh. echoey. Go, echoey, go ahead. Oh. Okay. Um, Chris... We got a couple of um, blueprints that, or that's one way of looking at it, blueprints that could give a human being a nice, decent start on a human existence, if that makes any sense, okay? The greatest one is the Bible, okay? Second might be the Constitution, even though it starts with a lie, we the people, because the people means all people. And that paper, when it was finished and completed and signed, it never included all people. Okay? And then we have the Bill of Rights. There should be something in parentheses up underneath the states, up underneath the heading Bill of Rights. There should be a parentheses that said those rights just mean for some. Okay? But anyway, Chris, I seen something on the news last night. I don't know what people think patriotism means or being my brother keeper means. But we got it all wrong. You know, over there in Ohio, or where, where that uh, plant, uh, train derailed, we are so busy wanting to measure the toxicity level of the soil and the water. We need to be measuring the toxicity, which is at dangerous levels, of the soul of mankind. Okay, because the toxicity, the to toxicity level is in a very dangerous state. There is a food bank in Washington. County, I think it is, or Washington, PA, that's in the bottom, in the basement of a church. They're getting evicted because two incurable illnesses that is ravishing the land that no doctor can write a prescription for a pill to fix it. The first one is called greed, and the second one is called selfishness. But because they have tripled the rent, the monthly rent of this whole food bank, and this person that runs the food can't afford legal help to avoid eviction. She's asking anybody if they have any space that she can relocate the food bank in. You know, this is ridiculous. 
One of the reasons, greed, like I said. You don't have to write a check for a machine that can do the job that a human was doing that you had to you pay. You don't have to play health care right? for it either. It doesn't call off sick. Right, okay. So we know all this kind of crap is going on, but we just want to live and exist in the twilight zone or the land of fakery because it's safer there, okay? But no, not knowing the truth and not living by the truth is not safe, okay? It will never be safe. All right, thank okay. you, Renee. Bless you. All right, you too. Bye. Uh, bye. All right, it's time for your lesson now in critical race theory, and we were talking about uh, uh, the very uh, sad case uh, of um, Rashim Carter, who was whose body was found decapitated uh, in a rural area in Mississippi uh, earlier, uh, and this I think has something to do with what has happened before in history. And so keep in mind critical race theory. Um, for those of you who don't understand it, let me explain it one more time, is the decades-old uh, theory that is argued in the halls of academia, not taught in high schools anywhere, but it is argued in the halls of academia that basically posits that America is a racist country. And particularly in the legal system, uh, that's where that racism is manifested and it causes disparate outcomes uh, for all sorts of people. So, Rasim, uh, rest in peace. Uh, no one seems to be wanting to um, investigate what happened to you. They can't determine the cause of death. But it's not the first time that this kind of thing has happened in America. On this day, March 19th, 1939, Lloyd Gaines, believed to be killed after winning Missouri desegregation, case. On March 19, 1939, just months after he prevailed in a lawsuit to force the University of Missouri to accept him into its all-white law school, a young black man named Lloyd Gaines went missing and was never seen again. After graduating from the historically black Lincoln University in 1935, Lloyd Gaines applied for admission to the segregated University of Missouri Law School the only law school in the state. In March of 1936, the school notified Mr. Gaines that his application had been rejected and instead offered to subsidize his tuition elsewhere at a historically black law school or a non-segregated law school in another state. With the NAACP support, Mr. Gaines rejected the offer and sued the University of Missouri to challenge its policy that barred him from attending law school in his home state merely because of his race. Mr. Gaines lost in state courts and appealed his case to the U.S. Supreme Court, where he won the case in December of 1938. As a result, the University of Missouri was ordered to accept Mr. Gaines into its law school or create an in-state law school for African Americans. Can you guess what they did next? The Missouri legislature responded by hastily establishing a separate, unequal law school for African Americans that the NAACP insisted did not comply with the court's decision. However, when the NAACP was preparing to file another legal challenge, it learned that Mr. Gaines was missing. A housekeeper at his residence in Chicago reported last seeing him on March 19, 1939. Without a plaintiff, the desegregation suit against the University of Missouri was dismissed. 
it would be another decade before the school would admit its first African-American student. Family members suspected that Mr. Gaines was abducted and murdered for his activism, while state officials claimed he fled and assumed another identity in response to threats against him and his loved ones. To this day, Mr. Gaines' fate is unknown. Now, will the same thing happen in the Rasheem Carter case? It makes you wonder. Now, ask yourself if what CRT poses, uh, that the legal system, in particular in America, is racist and causes disparate outcomes for people of color, and consider the last lesson in CRT I just gave you. 